everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat, And I'm Tom. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Bitcoin. Uh, what is it? Who made it? What's it about? Is the devil using it to bring about the Great Tribulation and ultimately the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best set of bullet points we've ever had at the top of the show. <laughs> is it the devil? Let's find out. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be our first ever two-parter episode. Mm. So we've got the first half of this episode where we're going to cover most of the kind of boring-ish stuff. Hopefully it won't be that boring. We're going to cover sort of what is Bitcoin, the facts. The fact. The, fa- the actual facts. The actual facts. Oh, my God. And then touch on our first mini theory, which is the devil made Bitcoin. I'm looking forward to this yeah. so much. And then the episode after this, um, so in a couple of weeks' time, will be the following three mini-theories, which are AI made Bitcoin, aliens made Bitcoin, or the American or Chinese government made Bitcoin. <laughs> That's like, you know those memes on Tumblr where it's like, tag yourself. <laughs> it's like, tag yourself, I'm the American slash Chinese government. Can we do that yeah. as our graphics when we're releasing this? Yeah, okay. And I've got, I've got new equipment, so I'm able to it. make memes more quickly. I, I'm not sure what the devil, would, the devil would be like, small but furious. I don't... <laughs> People would be tagging their friends underneath like, oh my God, you are the devil. <laughs> Might be misconstrued. <laughs> okay, shall we jump in? Yeah, firstly, our update... for the podcast is that because I have new computer stuff um, these episodes might be going on YouTube Mm. soon with a fancy little video graphic so um, it it probably won't be out when this episode's going out um, but keep an eye on that and it also means that Tom's recording on brand new software so if something goes (laughs) wrong it's Tom's fault no I was going to say so if it sounds silky smooth and like someone spent a lot of money on components more expensive because of Bitcoin people, <laughs> which I'm still bitter about, um, yeah. then yeah, that's why. Cool. Should we talk about Bitcoin? <laughs> what is it? Let's talk about Bitcoin. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm going to give a rundown of the facts. And then we're going to go into a list of the terms used. And a lot of this kind of is just background knowledge. But I think you kind of do need to understand what Bitcoin is before we talk about the theories. Just because you kind of use some of the terminology and some of the theories. So it's like important and stuff. But I don't think it's going to be too boring. I think it's really interesting. But it is just like a lot of facts all at once. Yeah, as far as my understanding at the moment is that Bitcoin is electric money. And that's about as detailed as I've got yeah. it. So. Okay. So, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, you are right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so it's a cryptocurrency, um, which is just electric money, basically. Decent. Uh, which was first proposed in 2008. So that's 10 years ago Bitcoin was first proposed. Um, yeah. It didn't come until into fashion or whatever until more recently, but I didn't realise yeah. it was proposed so long ago. Yeah, because the, all these people who invested in it ages mm, ago, mm-hmm. like a tenner, yeah. now they're millionaires. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so it was proposed in this paper, which the pen name of a person who wrote the paper was Satoshi Nakamoto. 
Now, I might have said that wrong. It's S-A-T-O-S-H-I. Satoshi, then N-A-K-A-M-O-T-O. So Nakamoto. I think you're pretty much I think I think that's about right. Yeah. And the paper was called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And then all the software for Bitcoin was released a year later by the same guy as an open source code. Okay. So it is different from sort of regular money. So it's not just regular money, but online in the sense that it doesn't have a central banking system or single administrator. Is it not through the Bitcoin website or something? Are they not the central people? No, because all of the sort of admin to do with Bit... Well, not admin, but all of the uh, record keeping for Bitcoin is done by its users Mm. and they gain more Bitcoins through doing the kind of record-keeping process. So there's no sort of Bank of England or whoever your bank is that does your statements and sends them out to you and transfers money from one account to another and makes sure that all of the money is, like, accounted for. Right. That's done by the actual users of Bitcoin. Nerds, basically. Yeah. And it's kind of a reward process. Like, so you get rewarded for doing this process, which is known as mining. And what is mining? I'm going to have to explain what blockchain is first. Oh, so. no. This, this episode is going to be about 10 years long. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to be me going, yep, yep. <laughs> What's blockchain then? Okay. So blockchain, this is the impo- an important bit. Blockchain is a public record um, of all of the transactions that happen with Bitcoin. All of them? Every single one. So a public record of every transaction dating back to when Bitcoin started. So the transaction will be like payer X sends Y number of Bitcoins to payer payee Z. Okay. And that's broadcast onto a network about six times an hour and a new group of these broadcasts are accepted um, and then a block is created adding to the blockchain and then that block is published. So in every block you can see who's exchanged money that half hour that 10 minutes whatever and then you can look before and this is essentially the way that they make sure that there's no double spending so previous kind of currencies online if there was a glitch or something then you might have had double spending where someone gets twice as much money which obviously would never work with an actual currency like if you're on club penguin like it doesn't really matter but (laughs) how dare you catherine how am i meant to pay for my puffles Right, my puffles have well, expensive. Well, you'd be getting more money. That's the thing. Yeah, no, it? but what if I'm what if I'm buying stuff on Club Penguin for all my puffles? Did you think about that? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Think yeah. about the puffles. <laughs> so, it's not Club Penguin. Okay. That we've established. <laughs> End of episode. It's not Club Penguin. So basically, That's only Bitcoin. you can move your bitcoins, but everyone else can see where you've moved your bitcoins based on your Bitcoin key number thing. So then encryption is used as a private key you have to know to spend your Bitcoins. And if this key is lost, the Bitcoin network does not recognize any other evidence of ownership and all your coins are lost. So if you lose your USB with all your Bitcoin network login things, then you've lost all your money. You were were telling me, weren't you, about this guy who had lost some hard drive with his Bitcoin number on Mm -hmm. and just lost millions of dollars. 2013, he lost $7.5 million worth of Bitcoins 
because he'd lost his hard drive, which contained his private key. That's that's mad. Yeah, I lost crazy. a USB stick it's once crazy. when I was fourteen, and all I lost was um, custom Sims Two textures because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very cool, and I was a bit distraught then. Yeah. So I'm saying I know how, how he feels. Because <laughs> you're custom. <laughs> they were really good textures, Catherine. They were like gothy. How can a texture be gothy? Well, it was like you downloaded it and then you could dress the Sims up with these custom. All right. I've never. I don't know. For the audience at home, Catherine is looking at me as if <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted my life. <laughs> my life. No, it was I'm a not. short period when I was 14. Anyway. Anyway, so... it was basically because he didn't back it up. So back up your hard drives. Yes, I, definitely yeah. do that. Okay, so now we come on to mining, which is the record keeping service. So you have to keep the blockchain consistent. So a miner group, um, so miners, sorry, group newly broadcast transactions into a block which contains some kind of cryptographic hash, which from what I can understand is sort of a key that connects the previous block to the new block and then it's a blockchain. Okay. Cryptographic hash sounds like a really boring drug. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I, so basically what it means is that modifying the blockchain is really hard. So you can't steal money because any attacker. So say you wanted to transfer millions into your account yeah. from some random place. You'd have to modify every previous blockchain to the beginning of time to modify the newest blockchain without it, if it wasn't accepted by anyone else. Oh, right. Like, from what so I can you, see. So you can't just fake an address or, yeah, or something. Yeah, essentially. Hmm, that's pretty good. Um, and this kind of work require, requires miners finding a number called a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> this was clearly not a British inventor. <laughs> it was like, yeah... Uh, if you lose your hard drive with your paedophile number on it, <laughs> you lose all your money. N-O-N-C-E. Yeah, that's how it's, yeah. that's how it's spelled. I don't know. But later we'll talk about the possibility of it being a British person, but it's called a nonce. I don't know where the name <laughs> came from. I hope I'm allowed it to say it. It came from in prison. <laughs> um, and it that's essentially funny. is kind of like the nonce. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like, you know, the capture things the oh yeah proving you're not a robot proving you're not a robot but it's kind of proving that you're not you've got to get a robot to do your nonce um (laughs) (laughs) i love this black mirror episode (laughs) where pedophiles are punished by robots because you've you've got to find sort of a num is essentially from what i can gather is you have to guess a number between one and infinity and that number will allow you to add a new thing. Right. Blockchain. That seems so quite difficult. Most miners had to try 16.4 quintillion numbers before they got, or, or keys, before they got the actual nonce. And that was in 2014. And it rose to 200.5 quintillion in 2015. So it's probably even higher now. And I think that's why all the graphics cards are needed so much, because they have to run so many things to modify and to mine. Yeah. I'm explaining this very poorly, but you get the basic idea that you need a key and... 
it's essentially a difficulty target and it's time consuming so that no one who's just a casual can do it right I'm still bitter about graphics cards being expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I only I only wanted to like play Fallout 4, you know, and they're trying and to get 15 it. quintillion numbers. It's 200 like, quintillion. 200 quintillion. I just want to shoot robots. Is that <laughs> so much to ask? It's probably more than that now. Like, I can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally can't. So the idea of that's to stop spam. Spam? Spam. Spam. Um... So you do all of this mining, which is time consuming, to earn bitcoins. So if you were to continue that, there'd be an infinite number of bitcoins. But whoever designed the code, so whoever successfully mines the new block is given new bitcoins, brand new ones. So no more bitcoins. um, So more and more bitcoins are being made at the moment. However, the amount earned for mining a block is halved about every four years until eventually the reward for mining is zero bitcoins and the limit of the amount of bitcoins is 21 million bitcoins, which will be reached approximately, according to the internet, in 2140, so... Oh, okay. 2140. That is plenty of time. 2140. 2140. Yeah. And then once that is reached, they do have a plan. Oh, do they? Yeah, once that's reached, the reward for keeping the record um, will be transaction fees only. So you'll just get free transaction fees or something for that day. I don't know. Because they've got transaction fees for certain things. I can't quite figure out what that is. Right, I see. So that's kind of how Bitcoin works. I think that was a good 10 minutes. of. Yeah. I, I feel like I know more about it. It's yeah. still... Oh, this is a very brief surface level yeah. thing. And like I understand some of it more than I understand other bits. So I think that's probably why it's so compelling to people that not only is it now something you can make loads of money from, but it's kind of just slightly impenetrable. So it's like a sign of uh, being in the community, if you understand how it works. Well, I think that once I think that once you're doing it, I don't imagine that it's that difficult to actually do every day. Mm. Because really, like, I don't understand how Word works. Like, I don't understand all the mechanics behind Word, but I know how to type a document. Yeah. I don't think you need to understand all of the background to know how to use it. I think it helps. But but... to use it, but to use it well. Yeah, to use it well. uh... Probably take some some knack. Um, yeah. Right, we'll brush on privacy. So okay, cool. bitcoins are tied to Bitcoin addresses rather than people's names. So obviously everything's public. You probably don't want your name with all the money you own public because that's what it is. Everyone can see. Everyone can essentially see your bank statement. Right, but so, your bank statement with a number rather than a name. Yeah. So it's like. But you can kind of work out or guess who owns certain things based on previous transactions. So someone might say that is definitely Kat's bank account because she's spent 10 quid at the pub around the corner and then another 10 quid at the Tesco around the corner and then another 20 quid at the pub again. 
And then another... <laughs> Wait, what night are you having? When you go to the pub, need to go to Tesco for some kind of an errand and then go back to well, the pub. Well, they don't, it doesn't have to be the same day. It might be like I went to the pub, then the next morning I went to Tesco, oh, okay. then that evening I went to a pub. Because that's all your life is, isn't it? <laughs> pubs and Tescos. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, so yeah. everyone can can kind of work out yeah so to heighten privacy bitcoin do recommend a new bitcoin address for every transaction but that seems wow. like an effort i yeah. don't know how easy or hard it is to make a bitcoin address but it just seems mm. like effort and to keep track of your spending that seems like effort <laughs> i mean for most people that's just like budgeting isn't it yeah but i mean you'd have to transfer all your money from one account oh, to another account. Oh, I see what you mean. So you'd make a new Bitcoin address and then put all your money in it. Yeah. So every time right. you wanted a transaction, so from it, what but, I can gather is you'd spend, then move all your money into another account and then spend, which then you would think you can just trace back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah surely that's even more traceable. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Unless... It just says to generate a new Bitcoin account for each transaction. So I presume that there's a way people can do it so that you're very secure. But I imagine most people aren't that secure with it. No. Maybe people now who know what they're doing, but as it becomes more mainstream, I think people will be less secure with it. Yeah, but if it's unhackable, then it's kind of the only problem is people might know how much you have. Yeah, which... yeah. I don't know how much of a problem that would be or should be. Well, I mean, it would be a problem for politicians. Yeah. Yeah, true. It, it would be a problem if you don't want people to know what you're spending your money on. Like, say, just after your wife gave birth, you slept with a porn star. Oh, yeah, just hypothetically. And then you paid her not to say anything... And then later you decided to run for some government position. Like um, Parks and Rec, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It, it could be a problem then. Because people could, could see yeah. how much you gave that porn star and exactly when. Mm. And people will also be able to see when you uh, value yourself a gazillion dollars because you think that your, your last name as a brand name is worth that, people could just look at your balance and yeah. be like, <laughs> you have £10 and... <laughs> You have spent $30 on McDonald's in the past two days. <laughs> but, hey, just weird specific examples. Uh, but, I mean, it would make bribery very difficult. Yes. And I think yeah, that's true. a good thing. Mm, yeah. I disagree with bribery. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hot take, spicy meatball. <laughs> Welcome to Controversy bribery Wars. Bribery is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was like your hot Nazis are bad take from the first episode. <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, extremist leftist much. Do you know what's the worst? What? When people bribe Nazis. That is, ooh, that is bad. Unless it's bribing them to not be Nazis. Is or that when good? when Nazis bribe other people to be bad. That, well, that is bad, yeah. No, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, let's talk about the official story of who made Bitcoin. I feel like we keep getting off track, but also... It's, it's two cool. parts. Yeah, fine. we've got two parts. Is you it can... not this um this what's his name guy who published yeah. the paper? So Sacho Sat Satoshi Nakamoto. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to call him Nakamoto because one, it's easier pr to pronounce, and two, that's what the internet calls him. Nakamoto. So yeah, cool. it's the name used by the unknown person 
or group of people who invented Bitcoin and implemented the first blockchain. And therefore, he was or they were the first person to solve a double spending problem for digital currency, ah. which is like amazing. You'd like think this person is a genius. Yeah. If it's one person, if and it's didn't come forwards people. to collect praise or nope, anything like that. So on a peer-to-peer foundation profile where he published his paper about Bitcoin. So it was a very jargony paper. It was very very technical. Mm. I couldn't get past the first page. Wow, you... And I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say, and usually you're like, I read the abstract. Yeah. (laughs) Was the abstract too abstract? No, the abstract was kind of... um, You know when you see words and you know what they all mean separately? (laughs) (laughs) But together it's just like cake, radiator, waffle house. (laughs) Yeah. So on this profile, he claims to be a man living in Japan... That rhymed. Oh, cute. Yeah. And he was born on, on this profile, it says he was born on the 5th of April, 1975, so he'd be 43 now. Cool. However. However. Um, that's not a real man. Oh. It's How a do dog. We... I don't know, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's generally believed he's not actually Japanese. Um, since throughout the paper and his coding... He has perfect use of English. His Bitcoin software was written in English and Mm. the comments in the code were written in English, in perfect English. Is that not just because English is a universal coding language? No. 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 And he had to get someone else to translate the labels and comments into Japanese. So Okay, well that, <laughs> Yeah, you, that seems like a like a red flag. Yeah. That he's not or a white flag with a red circle. <laughs> ah. Um and so then we kind of deduce he's probably American or maybe English, maybe Australian, anywhere that speaks English, basically. Mm. Um and it is occasional British spelling and terminology used in the source code. So he oh. said bloody hard in one of the things. Right. So So he knew what he was doing when he said nonce, potentially. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah. So wow. um and in his forum postings, he writes quite like in British English. And he appears right, to be macker. quite a quirky character like who includes bloody hard in their source code comments i mean i think programmers probably put comments yeah no like like, when i code i put comments but like something that you're going to release for the world to see Mm. as your masterpiece and you're releasing the source code as the main thing everyone's going to access you think you'd keep it a bit more profesh but maybe yeah so either way he seems a bit quirky I think. I mean... Or they do. Or maybe just, I don't know. Or maybe just, I don't know Maybe just, I don't know. Maybe it's just cool. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, because if we know one thing about 40-year-old computer programmers who like to remain anonymous on the internet and pretend they're Japanese, (laughs) it's that they're cool. I bet he's on YouTube and has an anime avatar. Yeah. (laughs) And he posts horrible comments under videos. Um... Okay, so the first Bitcoin block which he mined 
I'm saying he because he's claimed to be one man who's male. Okay. It might be a woman. Yes. Or a group. I or don't know. The devil. But I'm using he as yeah. a um and he encoded into the text a sentence from the London Times newspaper from two thousand nine. Oh, right. In the first ever thing, hmm. saying, third um, of Jan 2009, Chancellor on brink of bailout for banks. And that's all he included. So right. he was reading the London version of the Times when Bitcoin was created. So I. That, wait, that's in the code? Is um, how he's encoded part of a text. I'm not, oh, okay. I, I don't, I don't in, entirely understand. But it's included as sort of... I think it's how he used his base encryption or something. Oh, okay. I see. That's, that's very mysterious. So, from, from this, I think at least one person involved was British and mm. probably living in London at the time. Mm. I mean, you can access the Times online... Yeah. And I'm not sure how much the London Times differentiates from other areas of the UK's Times. But it seems like if it's that, he probably had it on his desk or something or to hand. Yeah. Because he wouldn't go out looking for... Or maybe he would. Well, we don't know because don't know. he's so elusive. And to be this anonymous, it, it takes effort. Especially when you're yeah. releasing a source code like this. Maybe he did it just so that people would think he was British. He's a, I mean, he's... it's backfired. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, but... It could be someone pretending to be British, pretending to be Japanese. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, like this guy could... We, we have no idea. Yeah. So anyway, a Swiss coder looked up the timestamps that uh, Nakamoto made his forum post. So he made about 500... More than 500 forum posts. Hmm. Um, and there were almost no posts between 5am and 11am GMT time. So British time. Could have been at work, to be fair. Um, but that was even on the weekends. Oh, So right, he was okay. probably asleep during his time. Hmm. Um, but that's 2pm to 8pm Japanese time. So I think we can pretty much rule out the idea that he's Japanese. I think. Mm. Because... Wait, sorry, 11pm to 5am? No, at 5am till 11am, which is a very weird time. But it, it means... So that was... There were no posts, almost no posts between that time. So he might right. have been a late... Might have been a student or Student, something. yeah. Student. Mm. And there might have been just a few posts at 4am or something. Also, coders stay up pretty late. Yes. They stay up late drinking Red Bull. Yeah. I've watched a movie once. <laughs> I know what coders are like. And he rarely posts before 11am. Mm. So, or maybe, because that, that does sound a bit weird. Yeah. Like a weird sleep habit for someone to have. It's so weird it to might me not be... that his, his forum posts, that he posted so much on a forum that you can deduce his sleeping hours. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Go somewhere, go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Do something not forum-based <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I, I find that interesting anyway, but I'm yeah. sure that you'd find something kind of similar with mine. Like, I very rarely post before 11am, but I have been known to post 
up or I've been I've definitely been online not that I post up all night online posting but I mean like sometimes I stay up and work till pretty late yeah 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 working on your crypto cryptocurrency um (laughs) I was gonna save that reveal for the end but but I am actually Nakamoto and I was how old was I in 2009 I don't know um nine years ago so 15 yeah i was a child genius (laughs) (laughs) anyway get this yes okay get this tom around mid 2010 nakamoto handed over all control of the source code to gavin anderson an american software developer who had been developing products for bitcoin at the time Uh, but even gavin doesn't know who Nakamoto is. So Nakamoto presumably made his money and handed all the source codes over. Mm. We don't really know. Maybe sold it to him. But the thing is, he did, it's not a business that you can own. Yeah. It's just that he's... Because he's had the first ever blockchain... Wait, but if there's if there's transaction fees, surely the business gets that. No, the transaction fees, I believe, go to the seller. Oh, okay. I don't think the business takes transaction fees. Interesting. Right, so it's a kind of money not making. But from business. what I read online, the seller can choose their transaction fees. I was very confused about the transaction fees thing, to be honest. Hmm. Um. It might be that miners. I guess the miners get paid in transaction fees, so maybe everyone who does this... I don't know. I'm very lost. Yeah. Never mind. What were you saying? Sorry. Um, but after mid-2010, Nakamoto had no, nothing more to do with Bitcoin from what we can see, but he still hasn't touched the Bitcoin that's in his account. Really? Yeah. So he didn't, like, take all his money and leave? No, he, just he has it. taken... As far as we can see, he has gained nothing from Bitcoin, despite the fact he has uh, billions, millions. Oh, I'm trying to find my numbers here. He has a One load of, of money in his account. I mean, you get Bitcoin millionaires now. I yeah. wonder if he I think is it's a billions. I think, from what I can remember, I think it's about 10 billion or something. Jeez. In his account, which he has never spent on Bitcoin, never touched, never withdrawn. So as far as we can see, the inventor of Bitcoin made no money from it. That's crazy. And just handed the source code over to this guy. That's that's beyond a bit eccentric. Yeah. That's like self-sabotagingly weird. I mean, for all we know, he did that so he didn't... So it couldn't be traced. Caught, or so it couldn't be traced, and then he might have just made another Bitcoin account. And even so, yeah, that amount of money. It seems strange to leave all of that in an account. Mm. But was it worth that much then, or is it worth that much now? That's how much it's worth now. Right. So it might not have been that much then. It might not have been that much of a time. But even so, to not go back and withdraw it now. Yeah, I'd be right on that. Unless he's dead, or an alien, or an alien. We'll get onto it. Oh, that's the part two one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the next. Just a little hint. Just uh, a little. Don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this guy that he handed all of the source code over to, Gavin Anderson. He's Australian. No, he's not Australian. American. He's American. 
But in 2016, he claimed he knew who Nakamoto was. And he said it was the Australian programmer Craig Wright. The household name. Yeah, Craig Wright. Craig Wright. Um, But then he, Anderson, redacted that statement. Craig Wright still claims he owns Bitcoin. Retracted. Redacted. Redacted. What, like covered it up in black ink? Removed it from his website. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. Because um, now the page that where he claimed that Craig was the owner, the inventor of Bitcoin, now says that Craig Wright is a master scammer who tricks some very smart people into thinking he was Satoshi Nakamoto. Ew. Craig Wright claims himself to be Nakamoto and on his Twitter supplied some evidence which were kind of codes from a first blockchain Mm. um, which only the Bitcoin inventor could have. However, the Bitcoin core, the people who currently design things for Bitcoin, say that his proof wasn't actually proof because all of the stuff he had was open to public viewing or could have been gained that way. Yeah. And it's suggested that because of legal reasons, Craig Wright might be the inventor, but he used this invalid key because legally he was unable to provide the real one. Okay. And then to complicate things further, in 2006, Wright made a blog post saying soon he would give all the evidence and stuff. In, and in when? 2016. 16. Sorry, right. did I say six? Yeah. I 2016. Like, he's a time traveller <laughs> as well as a Bitcoin inventor. Saying that he'd give all the evidence and then the next day deleted all of his blog posts and replaced them with a notice saying, I'm sorry, which then read, I believe that I could put the years of anonymity, anonymity. anonymity and hiding behind me. But as the events of this week unfolded and I prepared to publish the proof of access to the earliest keys, I broke. I do not have the courage. I cannot. Broke? That's what it says. I broke. I do not have the courage. I cannot. What? Yeah. I feel like if you are Nakamoto, it wouldn't be that hard because you're so clever to prove you're Nakamoto. Yeah. Just just use the same email address or whatever. Just do a screenshot. Of, <laughs> I don't know what you take I a mean, screenshot of. That's but... probably quite easy to fake. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you'd, th- yeah. you'd think... If you, if you were really a clever guy who had all the proof and stuff, you'd be able to do it quite easily. You wouldn't make a song and dance about it if you've been anonymous in the past yeah. and given everything away. What you would do if you were a faker was say you're going to give the proof, realise you can't, and then just post a message on your blog yeah. being like, Ew, I'm sad. Yeah. I mean, either way, there's no proof about who made it. Hmm. The people at Bitcoin now of saying they don't know if Wright made it. There's no proof either way yeah. that he has provided false evidence. And actually, I wanted to mention something that happened last month, that an old colleague of Wright started a like lawsuit against him for about $10 billion dollars claiming that he stole some of some bitcoins from him. So this guy Kleiman started a lawsuit against Wright saying that he stole the bitcoins that they'd been mining together. 
Oh my god, the, the future is so lame. <laughs> yeah. But one nerd stole a hard drive off another nerd, and now it's worth billions of dollars. It's like, Mwah, you stole my USB stick. Now my Sims will dress in normal people clothes. That well, is lame. Yeah. Whether it's real or not, that yeah. is a lame thing. Yeah. And there's been loads of people like Wright who have claimed to have created Bitcoin. If you Google it at the moment, you'll find this guy called Nick Zabo who comes up. But it's been proved that he didn't and he's just making it up. Um, and there's a lot of them like that. So anyone, yeah. like there, there'll be news articles saying like the inventor of Bitcoin is confirmed, but it's, it's not confirmed. There's um, always going to be people like that with these yeah. kind of things. And it's possible that, like, in this suit, because it was only launched last month, like, 14th of February 2018. Mm. So it's possible from that suit it will be fine that Wright and Kleiman made Bitcoin together or something. Right. Um, but so far we just don't know. And it, I don't think we probably will find out from, from, like, from a lawsuit like that. And yeah. I think if Wright were Nakamoto, like... I should, I should, surely I there'd like be a way to prove it. If you've gone to that much trouble to be anonymous and been quirky to the point of losing all your money, you probably wouldn't pop up a few ten years later and be like, it's me, can I have all my money, please? Yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't, doesn't seem to fit, yeah. really. Yeah, I yeah, d- exactly. I but either way, anyone who was lying about being Nakamoto would never be able to access their money because they wouldn't be... Yeah. Maybe... Maybe Nakamoto's just lost his hard drive. (laughs) 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 And that's why he hasn't taken any of the money out or been on Bitcoin, because he just lost it, and he was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) And so he shame gave away the business. (laughs) And he was like, oh, you can have this. (laughs) Oh, that's free kind. Why is that? No reason. Wow, he hasn't taken any of his money out. He's so weird and mysterious. (laughs) He's just embarrassed. He's just really embarrassed. He's dropped a USB stick in the toilet or something. (laughs) He's like, oh, no. (laughs) I imagine if you invented Bitcoin... You would have a backup. <laughs> like, yeah, but... It wouldn't just be... I hope it wouldn't just all be on one USB stick. <laughs> I mean, he's very quirky. Yeah. You know, he put bloody hard in comments. Yeah. In a, Ooh. <laughs> as in, bloody hard to remember where my USB stick is. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's all of the info. I hope cool. that wasn't too dull. No, I feel I, like I, I think that's quite interesting. I feel like I understand more, but in a literal sense, I don't. You understand all that you need to know to understand these conspiracy theories. Because yes. I'm not going to lie, but some of the theories are on a much lower functioning level than the people who made Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going right down the, the spectrum at yeah. this point. Okay. Um, so today... We're going to talk about Bitcoin was made by the devil, or is the devil, or it's just devilish. Bit, what, what Bitcoin is the devil? That's one of the theories. Well, it's a sign of the devil. It's oh, a mark right. of the devil. Then next episode, we'll talk about AI, aliens. Oh, I covered this before, didn't I? In brief, but please say it again, because yeah. I'm looking forward to it so much. And American or the Chinese government. American or the Chinese <laughs> government. It's like a Call of Duty game, but much lamer. Um, so we'll start with the devil. Hooray! I enjoy this theory a lot, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> now, is this like the Beatles never existed, where it's one website and one dude, 
or is this like a established thing? Um, it's not. It's not one website. I would say that it's many different ed- websites, but none of them have put as much time in. So you end up with a lot of people saying the same surface level stuff, but no one doing the deep dive that the guy who did the Beatles website did. <laughs> Which has, I don't know if we mentioned it in a previous update, the Beatles website has been closed down now. Yeah, it's gone because yeah. of all the traffic we sent it, it away. <laughs> it couldn't handle our two <laughs> listeners. He got the email from you and he was like, oh shit, I've been rumbled. <laughs> Yeah, he never did reply to my email. I think it's a she, actually. Oh, right. Anyway. Right. Uh, Satanists love Bitcoin. Satanists (laughs) love... I'm starting with a strong opening statement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Satanic Temple have a cryptocurrency consultant who claims that Satanism and Bitcoin have a lot in common. I'm not joking. (laughs) I'm not joking. the Satanic Church has consultants. The Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple. They have have a boardroom Uh with various consultants. And one of them's on cryptocurrency because they fucking love it. Wow. That is some admin. Yeah, I know. They did this whole press release about how they now take Bitcoin um, as donations. That's nice. (laughs) Um... So, the guys from the Satanic Temple say that Bitcoin and Satanism are built on ideas of openness. Blockchain blockchain records. (laughs) 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 Sorry. The the first rule of Satanism is to relax and be yourself. (laughs) It literally is, right? (laughs) I'll only talk about, like, actual Satanism for a moment before we go on to, like, what the hardcore Christians think. Yeah. I just thought, I just, because obviously I was Googling, like, Satan and Bitcoin, and this came Mm. up, and I just love it. So they're saying that blockchain records everything and similarly, the Satanic Temple teaches openness. Okay, Um, (laughs) I didn't know that, but cool. (laughs) And it's kind of because of this that a lot of hardcore Christians have claimed that Bitcoin is the devil and it's the mark of the beast made by the devil to signal the beginning of the end. Bitcoin is a signal for the apocalypse. Discuss. Right. <laughs> now, I remember being taken to, to Bible stuff as a kid. And I remember one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse being um, the, you know, the nonce person. Yeah. Um, maybe they should have been, but... <laughs> maybe they were. I, I doubt <laughs> that there's a cryptocurrency, a horseman of the apocalypse. Um, right. <sighs> right. Right. Okay. You seem like you're about to read out something that's going to leave a bad taste <laughs> in your mouth. It's like you're about to eat a lemon or something. No, I just feel like I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> oh. oh, right. I thought you were about to lay some truth on no, me. No, I am about to lay some truth on you. Anyway. Okay. So, the, bi- the Book of Revelations, mm-hmm. the famous one, yeah. claims that before the end, there will be one universal currency and Bitcoin might be it the bible didn't say and bitcoin might be it people have since added and bitcoin might be it. imagine people hundreds of years ago being like this footnote is weird what is bitcoin <laughs> leave it in how they translated that from latin would have been anyway sorry um yeah. okay so a universal currency i didn't realize right. that was a sign yeah, okay, I'll read out the kind of passage. I haven't written down the numbers, but it's somewhere in Revelations. If you want to look it up, then 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your thing, then cool. Then I'm not going to direct you to it. <laughs> right, okay. He causes all, he being God. Okay. Just to clarify. Sure. He cool. causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Right. That's... So it, it sounds like chips in people's hands and heads, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really that's really yeah. strange. What would have been the kind of old timey interpretation? To receive of that? a mark on their right hand or their foreheads, I don't know. Or some kind of tattoo, dark mark type yeah, thing. But why would just... you have that on your forehead? And that wasn't a thing. You might be a big hipster or something. You know, I did. Tattoos. That's but, really that's yeah. really weird. Yeah, it that's is really weird, strange. right? It is. It is. Mm. Obviously, um, um, I don't believe in the Bible. I'm very atheist, but it's still it's still a bit weird. Yeah, and that's one of the signs that the apocalypse is nigh, right? Right. So, and that, this is actually being developed. There's a guy in Iceland who has already implanted a chip in his hand to access his bitcoins. <laughs> That is a man who does not want to lose his USB. <laughs> yeah. That is someone who lost their Panic at the Disco skin for The Sims 2 in 2007, and they were like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> but right, that, okay, that does sound kind of crazy. Yeah. And I can't think of any other... I can't think being round before Jesus and thinking, like, to receive a mark on their right hand or to specify right hand, like, that is where you, like... Or on their forehead, like... Yeah. Wait, but you wouldn't put a chip in your forehead for Bitcoin. Yeah, you would. Well, how? why would you pay for something, go to, like, a subway and headbutt the counter? Well, it might be, like, in your eye or something. In your Oh, that's fine, then. You're just... No, but people are already paying for things using retina scanners. Oh, right, I see. Okay, I sit, so it would, like, scan your head. You wouldn't put your yeah. head against... Okay, right. I was just imagining a world where it's... Like, you go to Tesco and it's like, yeah, that'll be three pounds, please. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So, yeah, like... And I imagine that in the future there will be a world where we have a chip in our hand and pay that way. Yeah. Because I already can't be bothered carrying my card around. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have... Implants? Like, I know it's contactless, but, like, you've still got to pick it up. <laughs> Why don't you just sellotape it to your hand or something? <laughs> just a really lo-fi version. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. About chips in hands. Oh, I thought you meant about the Bible. Well, the Bible too, I'm also ambivalent about. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I feel about chips in hands. But obviously these guys are saying, do not put a chip in your hand or get Bitcoin because you will die. Okay. Right. (laughs) Good advice, guys. So, tribulation is what they're saying is going to happen. And that's a seven-year period where God will finish his discipline of Israel and finalise his judgment of the world. And anyone following the church will be saved in the rapture, and otherwise everyone left will be sad. Sad. And they won't have a <laughs> good time. Says. Okay. So aside from the mark of a beast, some other signs of the tribulation coming are Israel being divided. That's a thing. Is it? Shit. What? No, as in, like, is that one of the yeah. signs? I know yeah. that Israel's got the whole Palestine thing. Although, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm very versed in current affairs. Profusion of war. I'd say there's quite a lot profusion. of war. Profusion. 
That's what it said. I don't know what that word means. Profusion of what? Profusion sounds like a thing you do to cakes. Mm. It means like excess, abundance, plethora. A plethora of words. Oh, like profuse, if something's profuse. Yeah. Right, okay. Famine, which I I guess. (laughs) Earthquakes and other natural disasters, which we are having a lot of. I mean, they also happen just when the earth is alive. So Yeah, but we are having even more because of global warming. Yeah, yeah, true. Iniquity, which I don't think you can argue isn't happening. Yeah, absolutely. And then the sign of a beast. And I think, to be fair, okay, one, to be fair, those are all happening. Mm. Two, to be fair, those all have been happening forever. <laughs> like Yes, counterpoint. Those are both quite common things in microcosm. <laughs> and also, if the world was ending, even if it wasn't divine, those kind of things probably would be happening. Yeah. Because you're talking, you're talking just about a chaotic world, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of not... The mark of the beast thing, that's weird and that's specific. Yeah. That's a little bit prescient. The rest of it, oh, there's going to be lots of natural disasters. Well, yeah, that's how the world's going to end. Well, probably. I haven't gone into detail on these. This is yeah. just a general thing. Yeah. Like, for, I guess for the main heading of that one would be like sign of a beast which Mm. but it's just specific but it's on the head and the hand i thought that's interesting spooky um so is that all the reasons they believe that bitcoin is devil devilish yeah pretty much all right manipulated by the devil i'm i'm not convinced that the devil would come to earth in the form of an anonymous japanese man who loses a usb stick i also feel like the devil can't code (laughs) <laughs> I'm just imagining him at a But computer. you have to be quite a high-level coder to create Bitcoin. Devil could be a high-level coder. Maybe, maybe he is. You know, he's good anyway, at things. I just wanted to read out this one insane guy on the internet who believes this. Yeah. And read out a statement from his, from him. Um, because I think, but while he is kind of cray-cray, um, this statement is kind of, I quite like it. Okay. Okay. If you believe that Bitcoins will free you from a government oversight, you are kidding yourself. Bitcoins are conditioning people to accept 100% digital currency. With a digital currency, everything will be tracked worldwide, from where you shop to where you eat, shit, go to sleep, who you associate with, and everything about you will be online. Um, This is coming. Bitcoin will be used to usher in Big Brother like we cannot imagine. I mean, it's kind of already a thing, but yeah. we're very traceable online. Yeah, we are. But Bitcoin would make it even easier. I, I guess think. making it all transparent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Bitcoin prides itself on being anonymous. But, like, on their website, it does say, we are not anonymous. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's anonymous but traceable. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of drug dealers and stuff use Bitcoin Mm. and a lot of criminal activity. But I also think it's still probably quite easily traced. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier because we do talk when we're not recording the podcast as well. (laughs) Uh, You know, we just have a great relationship. Um, (laughs) But about how it seems like it's quite traceable, but people think it's not. And I, if I was a law enforcement person, I would let people think it's anonymous, uh-huh. use it to track, 
guns and weapons yeah. and take advantage of the fact that illegal people will use it. Yeah. Because then at least you know where their kind of payment is. And maybe that's the US or Chinese government's plan, Tom. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I think we'll end this episode here. It's already been quite long. Yeah. And next week we're going to be discussing a rogue artificial intelligence, which I think it might be my favourite theory. Yeah. Then aliens, which actually I do <laughs> like as well. Always a classic. And the US government, or maybe some other government. That's, that sounds like a spicy meatball. I know, I'm excited, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Cool. So, um, any final thoughts before we do the end? Um, final thoughts, probably wasn't the devil. <laughs> um, okay. Bitcoin is cool, but hella dodgy. And actually researching it has made me think, I should just buy Bitcoin now, because it's the kind of thing where if you... Mm. Get in early, you can gain a lot it's of not money early from it. Now though, is it? No, but I mean, if we get in, because every time, because every time you a new Bitcoin, a new blockchain is you is made, the price of Bitcoin. Every the, time the, the a new halves. block, no, it doesn't half, but it goes down, so it halves oh, right. every four years or so. Ah. So the earlier you get in, the better. But also, um. It might be the devil, so, like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, my final thought is I don't want to headbutt things to pay for things. And if if, if buying a Bitcoin, because that's the terminology, probably, <laughs> if buying a Bitcoin means that that world comes sooner, then I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I would not like the world to end, please, because I still have Fallout 4 to play. Good. And Sims to customise. <laughs> I lead a very full life, Catherine. <laughs> I have lots of hobbies. Um, Good. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll see you next week. That was a weird end to the that, episode. That was a weird end. Should we, do, should we tell people where they can find us? Oh, yeah, you do all off? that. Okay, so um, you can find Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities on um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever it's called, the Apple thing. Um, we're on Stitcher, CastBox, um, TuneIn, I believe we're on as well. Um, and soon we will be on YouTube, uh, so that'll be easily searchable and um, traceable, and people will be able to, you know, find out who we are and what we are. And uh, then you can come to our house and buy things for us. Yay. Yeah. And if we make any errors, then we've made errors about Bitcoin, and I, I will correct it when we can. Yes, find your information from other sources. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Twitter at catscabinet underscore pod, I think. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Tom and Scottlebon. Catherine is not traceable on the internet apart from her Bitcoin number, which is 511122345. Uh, and that's about it. Okay, cool. Right. Bye. Bye.